Hey there, beautiful manifesting mum. Welcome to another episode of the Manifesting Mum podcast. If you're not familiar with me, my name is Gemma Bernad and I am the host of the Manifesting Mum podcast and um, the creator and founder of the Manifesting Mums, which is an amazing community of beautiful, inspiring women who are all all setting out to create um, a life of absolute freedom and abundance so they can live the life by design that they truly want. And I help mums specifically to build a six-figure mindset so that they can create and manifest a six-figure business and a multiple six-figure business as well at that Um, because it's something that I, in my first year of the Manifesting Mums, have been able to do, was able to build um, a business that generated revenue of just over six figures. And so I feel really excited to focus really intensely on sharing that with other women in business in 2020 and beyond. But that's not what I'm here to talk to you about today. I have got an incredible interview with a beautiful guest who's been on the podcast before, Jazz Jervis from The Calm Compound. I know so many of you are familiar with her already. She recorded an episode about 12 months ago, actually, with me, which was episode number 30, Being Unapologetically You, which still stands as our most downloaded episode. So don't pause now and go and listen to that one. Wait until this one's done. But you're going to love this. We chat um, all things about her business journey of creation and recreation, manifesting, um, mindset, the beliefs that she holds to be true that allow her to support herself in the life that she is creating by design and has created by design too. We really go in so many different directions with this. You're going to love this episode. I do want to let you know that when I recorded this with Jazz on Zoom, the weather was a little bit horrible here in Sydney. And as a result, the internet connection was slightly unstable. So it is crackly in some places, but I just want to say this to you. Please, please, please just listen to this episode. I learned a lot myself. Um, I took away so much from this that just feels so good. And I know you are going to love this episode. So please, I know that it's a little bit horrible to listen to something that's crackly, but I just didn't want to stop the episode and us to start recording something again because it was just in flow and felt so good. And Jazz was on a roll as she usually is. So Please listen through the crackly parts. You're going to take away so much gold out of this episode. You will love it as much as I did. Um, And if you haven't already met Jazz, you'll love her as much as I do as well. So go ahead, enjoy this episode. And when you finish listening to it, I'd love you to jump over onto Instagram and tag both myself at The Manifesting Mums and Jazz at The Calm Compound and let us know what your biggest takeaways were what you loved about it. Just let us know that you listened. That would be absolutely incredible. All right, beautiful manifesting mum. Have an incredible day. Enjoy listening to this episode and um, I will see you really, really soon. Welcome to the Manifesting Mum podcast. I'm Gemma Bernad, the Manifesting Mum. Listen up, gorgeous soul. Manifesting is an inside job. If you want to transform your life, you must transform yourself first. Why? Because you don't manifest what you think, you manifest what you believe. And I'm here to help you change your beliefs so you can create anything you want. These episodes, we're going to dive deep into all things manifesting and mindset with a dash of woo woo. So, if you're the type of mum that's sick of feeling unfulfilled, tired of being overwhelmed, and is totally ready to wake up every day loving life, then it's your time to learn how to make it all happen with courage, confidence, and most importantly, with love. This is going to be life changing, so let's do this. Okay, huge welcome to the Manifesting Mum podcast, beautiful soul. I have another amazing guest joining me today, someone who you I'm sure will be familiar with because we have had her on the podcast before. So it's always special when I get someone back on and I'm excited because we're going to go in so many different directions with today's episode, but um, I'm really 
you know, focusing at the moment on bringing on incredible, amazing, inspiring women in business so that I can pick apart their brains, basically <laughs> share it with you so that you can start to learn a little bit more about, you know, what it takes to create the success that you want in your life and your business. And um, you can kind of take the things that you want and, um, and, you know, mold it into a way that works for you. So without further ado, I want to welcome our return guest onto the podcast, Jazz Jervis from the Calm Compound slash the Calm Society slash doTERRA slash every other thing. Like, yeah, all the things, all the <laughs> things like this woman. And this is the one thing I'm noticing with the women I'm bringing on. They wear many hats. They, they really do play many roles. So um, if you aren't already familiar with Jess, I know a lot of you that listen to the podcast are already, so you're going to be excited for this episode, but, um, I'm going to throw it over to Jazz to really kind of, you know, tell us a little bit more about yourself, who you are, what you do, all that kind of stuff. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's exciting to be back because I know that, uh, the first podcast we recorded was one of your most highest downloads i think still is episode yeah. number 30 people being unapologetically yeah. you with jazz mm. if you haven't listened to it finish this episode off and go back and listen to it again and you know what even if you have listened to it go back and listen to it again and again <laughs> it really is our most downloaded episode still mm. it was quite vulnerable so it was it was it was amazing and it's great to be back again because so much has shifted since then so for those that may not know who I am my name is Jazz um, and I do wear many hats and I do lots of different things but a couple of years ago that wasn't the case so I started my business in November 2017 so it's been a little bit over two years now and the first thing that I sort of started in business was um, my essential oil business. And that's where the Calm Compound was really born. I started using essential oils about six months prior um, for my daughter, Clementine, who is now three and a half. Mm. And she was just constantly unwell. Just I was working full time as a lawyer. Um, my husband was an athlete, so he traveled a lot. We were living in Queensland. We had no whole lot of help. We had zero family, actually. So I just felt like I was, I really struggled with the transition from, you know, working in a quite a, you know, in a really demanding career to mm. then being a mum to then just completely losing myself and just mm. not knowing how to get back there. So I went back to work quite quickly. Clementine was six and a half months old mm. when I went back to work. And then it was just all the childcare things all at once. Like have some of this, have some of that. Oh, we're going to yeah. throw a little bit of this this way as well. So I was just really stressed and really overwhelmed. Um, so I started my business and the, the biggest thing for me was the convenience. I just loved that if something small was happening or I got that email right from childcare that was like oh by the way I put mouth that I had you know some sort of control over that I was really big on control and I felt like I'd get all these emails saying this is happening and I'm like cool do I just sit here and wait like what exactly do you want me to do with this information so that's what I loved and that's what I sort of started and um, I was doing a lot I was traveling most weekends to um, do some essential oil workshops in other states because uh, throughout this whole process, Tom moved back to Perth and we moved to Melbourne. Uh, that's another story in itself. Um, and so, you know, we were living separately. So often I would travel if he was playing in Sydney, I'd go to, go to the game and I'd teach workshops at the same time. So I loved doing that, but I was exhausted because I'd be back at work on Monday morning in my job as a solicitor. And I was just, every, all the days just rolled into one. And so... But I, had, I, I felt good. I felt exhausted, but I still felt like I felt really purposeful and I felt like what I was doing was right. I just needed to find better ways to do things. And that's what I did. I worked on the systems that we had at home. I worked on habits that I could implement every day to make my life easier, to make sure that I was choosing joy every day, despite mm. being overwhelmed despite being tired and busy and having my husband in another state and then mm. having a criminal au pair as well mm. um you know yes. it's yeah it's another story in itself everyone <laughs> as a party um she was our au pair so look it's you know i just started to look at different ways that i could invite um i wouldn't say good but just invite other ways of doing things and so I really set out to make sure that that I was trying to be better every single day. And then I started to get lots of 
messages from people about how do you fit everything in and what does your schedule look like and what do you think about this and that? And I thought, oh, I feel like I could really, I'm really feeling called to support women in this way. And so mm-hmm. in July last year, I launched our membership, which is the Calm Society, and I had zero content nothing. I just did a few Instagram stories. and I said, this is my vision. I really just want to help women who feel chaos and feel overwhelmed to just create those systems, those habits, you know, a new way to approach scheduling. For example, I'm very much a firm believer as a woman that cyclical living is the way to go to align our schedules as best we can with either our cycle or the moon phases you know, I just had this different approach to things that was kind of a mix between being really black and white. Like, you know, these are the activities that has to, have to be done, you know, whether you believe mm. in cyclical living or that the universe has your back that, you know, it's, at the end of the day, you've still got shit to do, right? You yeah, still got to get absolutely. So I sort of had this really cool balance between that black and white side mm. and that spiritual side of, you know, just doing things like, for example, I teach about having a weekly to-do list, but also a universe to-do list, um, which is something that I read about in Do Less, which is the book that you referred to me. So, you know, just little things like that. I had that nice little balance between the two. So we welcomed in over a hundred women at that first launch, which I sort of was like, oh shit, (laughs) now I've got to figure it out. Never run a membership, obviously. Um, Mm. But that was incredible. And we reopened the doors in December again and welcomed in, believe it or not, 111. I totally it. believe it. I so yes. when you told me that, I knew I was yes. not surprised in the slightest. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And I just, you know, one of the things that I'm really passionate about is, um, and something that I'm very dedicated to personally is is just personal growth, spiritual growth. And I invest, as you know, I've worked with you one on one. I've worked mm. with other people one on one. I invest a lot in in coaching and learning mm. new things. And so, what the membership is really about is, yes, it's about healthy habits and teaching you, you know, journaling and how to promote throughout your day and, and how to actually implement a habit. You know, it's one thing to be like, oh, this habit, but how do you actually implement it into your life? You know, to scheduling, to cleansing your energy, to cleansing your home, to goal setting, like all of those things. But really what it's truly about is taking all the little things that I've pulled and learned from the years of self-development that I've done and mm-hmm. giving it back. Yes, women don't a perhaps have the financial means to be able to spend that money, um, or b just don't know where to start. It's confusing. It's taken me years to get to the point where I'm like, "Yep, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do." And as a manifesting generator as well, from a human design perspective, I pick things up and put things down all the time, and that Mm. is energetically correct for me. And so Mm. I think that's important to note too, because sometimes people can look at what I do and just be like oh my God, it's giving me a headache just even thinking about it. Yeah. But that's mm. okay because this is exactly how I energetically am supposed to live my life. You know, I pick things up, I, I enrolled in a Pilates course and I put that down because I was just like, no, I'm feeling called to this spiritual side of me. I'm being called to yoga. I'm being called to this. I'm being called to that. And so I just go with it and I trust mm. myself. And I just really figure it out as I go yeah. along. Yeah, I know. I wrote that down. <laughs> I yeah. wrote that so down this- because I think that's such an, like everything mm. you just said, by the way, I love this because when I ask people um, on the podcast, like tell me about themselves, like you, like people manage to condense two and a half years of their life down to like this small little section. I know. So it's so much, but I want to track back over a few things too, because like so many people are going to hear that and they're going to be like, oh my God, that is so much to have achieved and done in two and a half years. And oh my God, I can never do that. And I just want to, I want to go into what it is that allowed you and has allowed you to um, create as much as you have in your life in this space of time. So mm. Let's go back a bit, okay? Mm. Now, I know some of the answers to these questions, but I, so I really want to kind of pick your brain. Let's go back to like right to the beginning, okay? So you're working full-time, you know, Clem's at daycare, she's getting sick, doTERRA becomes part of your life, right? Now, you have obviously, ex- you experienced this amazing change with her health and I know that you used it personally for yourself as well. And so there was a part of your mind that went, oh, I'm going to share, I'm going to help other people do this. 
And I know that you made a lot of decisions at that time that really are an indication of someone that just backs themselves. And that's not like, I always want to say that's not normal. Like it totally is by the way, but that's not what a lot of people do. They mm. like, you know, they get Especially to this So, and I'm sure you see this cause I know that you've got a quite a large team. Like you would see people, um, and are, and I really love the products, but I don't know if I can do it. What is it in you that like just allowed you to go, to just go, okay, I love the products. I'm going to share them. I'm starting a business and it's just going to happen. Mm. Like, let's go to that part of your life. I think for me and this, and look, this is certainly something that I see all the time and people really struggle with. But for me, I am such a firm believer in the fact that people will judge you regardless. So you Mm. might as well do something that you just are fucking completely lit up by. Yes. And that's the first part. But the second part was I, I just absolutely believed with so much conviction that busy corporate mums specifically, you know, I was my target market, Mm. you know, because I was the non-believer. I thought it was all rubbish. My husband was the one that first started using them and I just got complete FOMO. And I was like, okay, well, you're using them and Clementine's using them and I'm just this hater over in the corner. Maybe I need to actually pay attention to this. So I was a complete, complete non-believer, did not grow up in a holistic household. Like my life in the past, well, I would say, three and a half years has done a complete 360. Like mm. if somebody had told me that I would be speaking about, you know, teaching about the universe and <laughs> signs and meditation, I'd be like, go fuck yourself. Like I honestly, it, it's so, it was so foreign to me. I was a non-believer. And so when I started to see, you know, the impact and I, and I started to see the community and I started to see what I could create. And I think I started to really realize that I craved community and connection. I don't have a big family. At mm. the time I had a very strained relationship with my parents. I didn't, I didn't have an extended family. We didn't have anything to do with them. Um, you know, very little to do with them. And I didn't really have much of a friendship group because I grew up in the country. Mm. I'm Perth to study law and I didn't have a basketballers. And then, you know, Tom's career sort of took over for a little bit, which, you know, that's one thing that we've both done really well is we just, you know, it's his season sometimes and it's my season other times. Like at the yeah. moment we're in my season yeah. and we just, we work that way. Um, but I just, I really, really believe that, well, people are going to judge me even if I'm doing something that's, you know, jazz, you know, like being a lawyer was me. I was always very ambitious. I was an A-type personality. Um, and I just, I actually decided to study law because I wanted to prove a basketball coach wrong. Because they told me that school didn't matter and that I should just play basketball. And I was like, you should not tell a 16-year-old to do that. That's stupid. And I was like, mm. the next time I quit. And I was like, I yeah. quit. I'm going to go to Perth and I'm going to study law and I'm going to be really good at it. And that's what I told her. And that's what I did. And so I've always been very ambitious, but I didn't feel like I was um, purposeful so much as a lawyer. And, you know, these things really did ch- you know, dramatically change how we were living because doTERRA, and this is what I say to everyone, I'm never going to get into a workshop and tell you that essential oils will cure X, Y, Z ever because I don't, A, I don't believe that. And B, doTERRA was the catalyst for us to look at everything. It looked at how we, we looked at how we spent our money, what food we ate, what products we use, what things were going on our skin. And doTERRA was the catalyst. Mm. So it wasn't necessarily that that completely changed our life. Yes, I would never, I, I can't imagine living without them, but you know, it was the catalyst for so many other things. And I knew that this could be the case for other people. Mm. And, and then you talk, climate change, sustainability, like it all just really started with that for us. Yeah. I didn't even know how to recycle properly then. Yeah. You know? And now, See, and, but that goes to, that just goes to your strong belief, which is I can figure it out. Oh, for sure. I can just figure it out. I can just figure it out. You can course correct always. There's no, there's no rule book to life to say when you choose something, that's what you have to choose. That's, you know, that's such an interesting concept too. I love that you speak about that as well, because this is what I see time and time again, as well as this real, like going into business, it's like this real right or wrong. It's either success or failure. It's black or white. It's like, 
you know, there's not a lot of this gray area in between. I know something that I have been leaning into more and more and more, and I'm also coaching people on too, is just this level of curiosity. Like instead of it being, you know, it's got to be this, or I've got to make that, or it's got to be success. It's like, hmm, what would it take for me to help more people? What would it take for me to make more money? What would it take for me to have a greater impact? Like what, like just this level of curiosity, which really I think lends itself to that belief. You just figure it out. Like you just figure it out. Absolutely. And, and, and thinking about what things, you know, when, when, for example, when I am uh, mentoring and coaching someone and they and they come to me with sort of those limiting beliefs or, you know, I can't start this business because it means that I'll have less time with my family or because I need to sacrifice Netflix time or, you know, whatever. It yeah, might be. whatever. Hmm. Well, how would this look if it were easy? How would this look if you didn't need to sacrifice the time with your family? And it just, that flip of the thinking was what I just found myself doing constantly. As soon as I, you know, I was fearful you know, I was going into a business that I actively told people was rubbish. Like, mm. you know, so I was absolutely fearful of what people thought. But, you know, I just flipped that every day. And I yeah. just went on, on flipping my thinking as much as I could. Yeah. See, that's the thing, isn't it? Because I know the biggest, the biggest problem for people is not their thoughts. It's the fact that they believe their thoughts. Like, mm. and you obviously you had the thought, the thought, oh my God, what are people going to think of me? But you had a choice. Do I believe that? Or do I give that attention and energy and weight? Or do I just go, you know what? People are going to think of me whether I do this or not, or they're going to have an opinion. So why not just do something that I love? And I love that too, because you know what? That's how simple business can be. Absolutely. Can't Absolutely. It? I've recorded a podcast with, um, so I'm launching a podcast soon, very, very soon. Oh, yes. Let's just ep- add that. Let's just add that hat yes, onto our head as well. There's another hat we're just going to add on. Soon so to be podcast host, watch this space. And uh, coaching, uh, one-on-one coaching and group coaching this weekend. Too. I know. So I know. It's all happening. Um, but one of the guests that, I, that I've interviewed is Kira Rumble, and she's a really beautiful wellness entrepreneur in, in Australia, and she turned her passion into a career, just a passion for food, and managed to just turn that into an entire empire. And that's all she had. She knew nothing about business. She had no family members that were in business. She's mm. lost hundreds of times. But, you know, as long as you back yourself and you keep going, it'll work out. It always does. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important. I just wanted to say my internet's been really bad through this episode so far. So it's it's dropping out a little bit on my end and I know that that's going to show up for people in the recording. So I'm just wanted to say sorry to everyone about that, but I don't want to stop and try and fix anything because it's just been so good so far, Mm. but that's the thing. Like, I mean, God's success, like what? Okay. Let's, let me ask you, what are your views on success and failure? Like what's your relationship mm. with those words, with those concepts? What do they mean to you? I have a very, very big opinion on this. Oh, good. I'm glad <laughs> you do. Let's talk about it. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> not, not surprisingly. <laughs> yeah, not surprisingly. So success for me personally looks like living my life by design, mm. regardless of how much money you make. But the biggest thing that I see is and and i'm most most passionate passionate about this whole failure thing so for example when i teach about goal setting and i've recorded a podcast on this as well i don't and this is my opinion i don't agree with setting goals that are achievable and realistic because Mm -hmm. my personal opinion is that if they were achievable or realistic we would have them already yes and the idea behind setting a goal for for majority of people is the result it's have i achieved that goal yes tick success no cross failure which to me is is backwards and so what i teach is okay well yes set goals and we make them you know we go through the smart acronym you know Mm. the specific and measurable but we don't make them achievable you can make them adventurous um you know making them realistic making them time-based of course but Detach yourself from the outcome because if you're setting something that's realistic and achievable, how much are you actually going to be stepping out of your comfort zone on a day-to-day basis? Mm. How much are you going to be committed to new habits that you want to implement to be able to achieve that? Not, you know, you're not going to be. But if they're unachievable and they're unrealistic, you know, you'll be much more committed and you'll, you'll have to make a change. But where I see people fall down is, well, oh, it's unachievable. I'm not even going to bother. 
Mm. But if you detach from that outcome and you see it as it's, I don't care if I reach my goals or not, because the only thing I care about is that the person I am on a day-to-day basis while trying to achieve those goals is good, is a good person that is, comes from a place of service and is happy and chooses joy every single day. And, and, and I live how I want to live. And I say yes to the things that I want to do. And I say no to the things that I don't want to do. That to me is, is success. And so I'm completely detached from the outcome, completely detached. I know what my goals are and I could tell you, you know, I've, I worked really hard on them, but I'm detached because if I don't reach that goal, there's always a lesson, always. Why didn't I reach that goal? Was it a bad thing that maybe it wasn't meant for me in that moment? There's well, always this or something better, isn't it? It's this or exactly. something better. This or something better. And so I'm so, I think it's important to set goals, but I'm completely detached from any outcome because I don't believe that there are any failures at all you know like i paid for a pilates course that i've lost money on because i just don't feel like doing it like you know it's just i don't see that as a failure it's a lesson it's a Mm. lesson and it's also me living in accordance with my human design you know being a manifesting generator that's energetically correct for me so success means you know people people attach joy and feeling good as a they they make it a reward it's not a reward Feeling joy and feeling happy every day is your fucking birthright. Oh. It's your choice to feel good. And so if I feel good on a day-to-day basis, that's successful to me. And I just don't feel like I fail because shit doesn't work out. And that means it wasn't meant for me. And that's fine. And I'm totally okay with that. I just put that away and move on and learn the lesson that I need to and move on. Oh, Okay. I think everyone just needs to sit with that for a second because when you just said that people make like joy and happiness and peace a reward in their life, that is some powerful stuff. That is so true. Like I, I, the way I talk about it is that people delay their joy. They delay their joy, their happiness until that thing arrives. When I have this, then I'll feel that. And, you know, totally what they're missing out is in the point of life, which it only exists in this moment right now. Like you're delaying your gratification, your joy, your happiness for an event that may or may not even come, which means you may never, ever experience that. And when you get to your deathbed, I promise you, you're not going to be sitting there thinking, oh my God, I wish I'd, you know, made a hundred thousand dollars or I wish I'd done this that year. You're going to be thinking, God, I wish I had just been more relaxed, more peaceful. I wish I just enjoyed the moment more. That's the shit that you're going to be saying. And I love how you really just frame that in really, you know, that's really resonated with me as in, you know, people are, you know, really making their joy a reward, very powerful stuff. And I know people are really going to connect with that too. And um, I completely agree with you because I teach, it's how I teach, um, I just did a, basically a, a vision workshop with people inside my membership as well. And um, that was a huge part. It was like, yes, great. Have your, like know where you're heading, like know like what you want, but you've got to live now. Like what's your intention for today? Like what's your intention about how you're going to live your life? Who are you going to be today? Because that's the stuff that compounds that creates the outcome that you want anyway. And you can't even... Like we're so emotionally attached to this outcome that we actually can't even control. Like you mm. cannot, you can't control the outcome, can you? It's just like, it's something that may or may not show up. It's just the way it is. And you end up blocking it too. You block, yeah. it, you block the universe from giving you something that is what you want or something better Yes, because you're, you're attached to the outcome. You need yep. to just completely surrendering everything has been so game changer for my business and for my my personal life. Yeah. Totally agree with you. Surrender is one of my biggest focuses. I'm actually sitting here with my journal right next to me. And uh, it's one of the steps in my journal practice, my soulful journal practice. I have that every journal practice ends with the surrender where I just hand it over. I'm like, you know, I just, I just give it over and hand it over and go, here it is. Like, let's do this together. You show me the way and I will be the one that takes the actions here in this physical world. And the pressure, pressure that's taken off me as a human being to try and figure it out, like logically, mentally try and figure it out by myself has just been immense. So mm. I love, I just love that you shared that as well. So what do you believe then? I mean, obviously you've, created your business, but you are recreating your business. You have recreated your business. You're constantly recreating your business. So what do you believe is the most important component, foundation, fundamental 
you know, area for you when it comes to creating business? Like, what do you like, you know, creating whatever you want, like what is most important to you? Particularly as you're on this journey now where I know you're in another stage of recreation, like what's most important to you? Service. Mm. Um, I, so, and this, and this I think is important for everyone, but specifically for me and, and again, just going back to human design again, I am on this planet for transpersonal karma. So I am Mm. here for the collective. I'm here for the society. I'm here to move a community forward as a whole, more so that I'm here for myself, which was really liberating for me because, you know, when I sort of had my human design chart read, because I, I feel that way. I show up like I've never seen anyone show up in mm, every single, true. you know, I've got so many groups and I've got so many things on the mm. go, but I have endless energy for it. And so for me, I, I, that just was so liberating and it really affirmed how I felt. But for me, service and being a role model, I think some people find it hard to connect with the word service. You yeah. know, how can I be of service each day? It is a little bit, it's a bit strange, I, I think, um, to use to use that word. And so for me, being a role model is really important in in all facets for my daughter, in my business, you know, being and being a role part of being a role model is just simple things. Like I want to show kindness so that it makes it okay for other people to be kind, or so that Clementine's mm-hmm. easy to be kind. And you know, and, and I want to be committed or I want to be, you know, living my authentic self and be unapologetically me. So it gives other people permission to do the same. Mm. That's what I try to do on a day-to-day basis. And when I show up in all the different ways that I do is to just be a role model for other people. I don't always get it right. Um, you know, I make mistakes. Sometimes I say, but that's part of it. That's part of it. Isn't it like, like that's part, I mean, that's for you. That's part of who you are is that unapologeticness about you is that this is me. Mm. And that includes mistakes and fuck ups and a whole range of stuff. And you put that all out there for everyone to see. And that's what makes you relatable. Yeah. Getting ranty, getting ragey, you know, those types of things can, I just go with it. And it is what it is. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. I just feel like I want to ask you, I mean, I don't know the answer, but I just want to ask you this because I know that this is going to be a common, uh, common thing that is running through some people's minds as well. Do you fear like rejection, like people not accepting you the way you are? Can you ask the full question? Yeah, I know. I knew that cut out. Sorry. No, do that's you, okay. Do you fear do you fear rejection? Do you fear, fear people not accepting you just as you are? It's a good question. Um, no, yeah. <laughs> not really. I don't think, uh, I think at times, but one of the things that I have really worked hard on and it's something that I teach about as well is how to realign that energy. When you feel that it always happens, you know, like, Mm. comparison, jealousy, all these yes. types of emotions, you know, the Abraham Hicks emotional uh, guidance scale. Yeah, It's like, you know, feeling, sometimes you are in that, but feeling anger can sometimes feel better than feeling that lack mentality, you know, and you slowly just move yourself up. So I do go through things and I do experience the emotion, but I don't identify with it. Oh, Yes. So I feel it. I feel things every day. One of the things that I, I we were talking before we started recording the podcast was fear. And yeah. that, you know, really, that was my journaling process this morning was I was journaling about fear and all the ways that it showed up in my life. And it happens, but I'd really, I don't identify with it. It's not me. It's just something that we go through because we're all human. And even if we're choosing love, we're choosing light, we're choosing abundance, your inner darkness will absolutely challenge that all day, every day. It's just the law of polarity. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm glad that you, I wanted to ask that question because I just really wanted to normalize that as well, because I I, I truly, again, I don't know whether we recorded this, but whether we spoke about it before is that, you know, it's so easy from the outside to look in at someone that is successful, that is doing all these amazing things, you know, creating this community and helping people create change and to think, oh, 
they mustn't go through what I go through. Or she mustn't experience any sort of fear. She just, you know, mustn't be going, mustn't be having any doubt in her mind. She mustn't second guess herself. She just obviously looks like someone that just does all these things. But I know the truth is not that. And I think it's so important that we speak transparently about that. Mm. Like there is, like we all have fears. Like I have fears Every time, every time before I do a podcast, I have some fear. Is this going to be good? Am I going to know what to say? Is this going to work? Whatever, you know, before you go live, like we all have that. Mm. But as you say, it's just make the choice, identify with it or don't identify with it. Exactly. It can be as simple as that, can't it? It really mm-hmm. can be. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask then, like, I mean, my, you know your mindset. I know you know your mindset. So I want to know, what do you think are some of the most powerful belief systems and what's the most powerful mindset that you have that's allowed you to create what you have and to come from a place of service in your business? Uh, The biggest thing for me, and this will come to no surprise to you, is that the universe always has your back. Yeah. I've got, I've actually got the book sitting right yeah. here. Yeah. Um, I very much am a believer that what is meant for me will be and what isn't won't be. And I just really try to every single day make sure that I am or, or just do what I can. And this, I guess this is where my, my the habits and the realignment techniques and the things that I use on a day-to-day basis mean that I'm always in good energy. And I think when you're always in that high vibrational energy and you're coming from a place of love that you don't have to try like you you are serving people mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis and it's not you know I don't I do wake up most you know pretty much most days and I'll ask myself like how can I be of service today and yes and yeah I do ask myself that but I, I I now that I'm I did that a lot in the early part of my business whereas now because I genuinely feel really great every day I don't try i don't i don't feel like i'm constantly focused on being of service to people because i'm coming you know i've created all the things that i've created from a place of joy and a place of love and so it's just a byproduct of that that you're attracting more of that into your life it's a law of attraction right so yeah i think when you focus on your energy and and that becomes your your focus and really surrendering and really acknowledging that the universe does has your have your back that it just happens. It really does happen. There's no secret source in my opinion. I just, I'm very focused on that on a day-to-day basis. And if something doesn't feel right, and this is me personally, this is different for everyone. Hmm. I, um, you know, for people that have different and things like that, like I'm very much that gut feel. It's like instant. Does this feel good? Great. We'll go with it. I don't. Mm, yeah i know and receive a sign if i ask for a specific sign from the universe and it doesn't come it's not meant for me and i listen to that because i've surrendered it and i'm trusting that what i'm being provided is right for me yeah yeah i love that i mean there's so much trust involved with that too and that's a process too like a process of trusting yourself and as you say like i think this is the thing like it is so important to create those habits whether they're you know spiritual habits or whether they're more you know practical you know Mm. habits as well that you nurture and foster those and that's what allows you to develop and build that level of trust um absolutely you know in yourself and the universe too and i was in i'm just opening it up now i was uh at vinyasa the other night and my yoga teacher came up wrote wrote this in his journal and he said a sense of self-worth lies in the small decisions we make day to day which create the reality in which we exist mm. and i was like oh boom and i actually mm-hmm. took i asked to take a photo of his journal at the end because i was like the day-to-day decisions the day-to-day actions the day-to-day habits that's what creates your success that day yeah yeah and i love that because i really feel like jazz that like circles all the way back to what you were saying earlier on which is being detached from the outcome. And I, so I, the way I speak to my clients is let's take that attachment that you've got to your outcome. Like let's take all that emotion that you're pouring into that and let's not chop it off. Let's just redirect it. Like let's redirect it back to how you're showing up in your life on a day-to-day basis, who you exactly. being, like who you're being and those small decisions that you make every single day because they compound and that's exactly what creates. 
um, creates what you want. I love that. Now, I know that you're consider yourself to be a manifester of the fact that I believe everyone is, but I know that you (laughs) consider yourself that. So I'd love for you to actually, you know what, I'm going to ask you, I want to, even though, you know, you shed a lot of it, I want you to just kind of share with people what your thoughts on manifesting actually are. I want people to kind of understand how you think about manifesting. Um, So my, my sort of opinion, and this, I apply this to everything. I apply this to goal setting, energy, manifesting, at the end of the day, you can choose to not do it or you can choose to do it. <laughs> yes. But when you don't do it, it's like when, when people, when I'm talking about energy, at the end of the day, energy is just quantum physics, hmm. just science. So if you choose to ignore it, fine, but it's, it's, it's just there, right? Yeah. It's the same thing with manifesting, goal setting, all the things. You can choose to not do it, but my opinion is if you're not, you don't have a manifesting practice, Uh, or you're not setting goals, you're not managing your energy, you're choosing the default option. You basically cannot complain when the universe hands you something Mm, because you've taken no proactive steps to change the outcome. Mm. And so that's how I feel about manifesting. If I'm not visualizing on a day-to-day basis, if I'm not manifesting abundance and you know living my life by design, which I'm absolutely, I've manifested that into my life already, Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm not doing that on a day and I don't do it every single day, but all the other act, things that I do, I sort of like, I don't know, just that in another style, I guess, but I do it on a day to day basis because if I choose not to, I can't complain. I really cannot complain because I've not taken any proactive, proactive steps to change the outcome or to actually articulate clearly what I want in life. If you're not articulating it clearly, expect blurriness yeah absolutely or expect something that's going to come back to you so you do get clear like exactly exact opposite of where your energy is at oh exactly sorry expect where your energy is at so that you can clearly see what's going on like that's just another way the universe has you back absolutely the law of polarity you know totally hits the fan and think it's it's really hard to see it in the moment but there's always, you know, when, when things aren't great, there's something working in the background because that's the law of polarity. It's yeah. just how life works. Yeah. And I want to say that's something that really, I really rely heavily on too. When the shit does hit the fan um, in whatever area, I really rely heavily on the fact that this is presenting itself for me to take a closer look at what is going on and to fix it, particularly when it's a recurring pattern. Like if it's something that just keeps happening, it might look a little bit different, but, you know, it might have some different clothes on, but it's still the same fucking issue, you yes. know, have a good look at it. So, like, can you, I'd love you to share just a couple of your favourite manifesting techniques to create, you know, success in your business and, and you know, success, joy, like what you consider to be joy in your life. Like, what are a couple of your favourite go-to mm. techniques? So, for me, it's really being conscious of my energy. So I, I try not to ever create anything if I'm in a low energy, whether that's a Facebook live or whether that's, um, I don't know, creating an ebook, however that looks. If I, if something has triggered me or I'm feeling shit, that's it. It's hands off. And I will usually go and maybe it'll be a meditation. Maybe it'll be a walk. Uh, when I was in my corporate job I, I used to go downstairs and walk around the block um because that was just what I had available to me yeah. there were some quiet rooms sometimes and and I just go off and listen to something short on insight timer or I'd write how I was feeling um you know so if I have been triggered by something I find journaling to be really impactful because it mm, just yeah. helps you to actually get you know narrow in on what the issue is like what is triggering me what is mm. the story that I'm telling myself and is this true because every single time, is this true? No, it's never, it's never it's fucking never true. true. It's never, it's never true. true. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, I'm very, I'm, you know, people say, I don't have time to go and do that. But that, this is the work. That's the work. I, like, the yes. ebooks, the showing up, the workshops, the one on one coaching, all the things. That's, yes, it's the work because that's what brings in money. But really, it's not the true work because that money will not come in if you are creating from a shitty energy. Yeah. And low vibe. Yeah. 
I, I, and it took a lot. Like I didn't just, oh yeah, that's the work. Like that's how I realign. Like these are all the, the practices that I've implemented over the last few years. And this is why I now teach it because it took me so long to bloody figure it out. Yeah. But now I'm so conscious of that. And so I don't create from a place of low vibes. I just don't. So that's the biggest thing for me. And that's actually um, one of my intentions for 2020 is anytime I feel that way, I realign immediately. However that looks. Um, because one of my words, I've got three guiding words for 2020, energy, growth, and expansion. So energy, mm-hmm. love it. top of my list, top of my yeah. list. Um, and that's, that's probably the main technique that I use. Um, another thing that I do is when I'm not sure of something, or perhaps I just feel a little bit, uh, not quite sure what's happening over here. I always ask for guidance Yeah, every single time. There is no point beating yourself up about something or being in that masculine analytical mind yeah. because that is yeah. not where you'll get your answer. It's not where yeah. you'll get the, the response that you need. So I will always ask for guidance that can look different on, depending on how I'm feeling. Sometimes I'll just sort of uh, draw on my own inner guidance and just, you know, that higher self. Sometimes I'll ask a guardian angel, like if it's, you know, in relation to something creative, I might ask Archangel Jophiel or, and you can look all this stuff up as well, by yep. the way. Um, sometimes I'll ask, um, I've now, and this has only been since the weekend, I've started a relationship with um, my mum's dad who passed away when she was young. And so he's, I've been asking guidance for him specifically, um, you know, or ask for a specific sign, you know, universe, I'm open to receiving a sign of whether I should I don't know, sign this business contract, show me a, I don't know, parrot within 24 hours. However that looks for me, it's a, <laughs> um, that's like my universal sign, but you know, yep. asking for a specific sign. If you don't get it, trust it. You didn't get it for a reason and, and release it through. Don't just walk outside like, Oh, is there a parrot over there? Yeah. Oh, there a parrot. <laughs> you know, like it's just release it, let it go, let it go. And so that's the biggest thing for me. If I'm not sure, I'm sure as shit not going to spend a week thinking about it, I'll just be like, okay, I'll ask for a sign. And within the next few days, uh, I'll always either A, get the sign or after a few days, like, didn't get it, not right for me, move on. Yeah. And that is the sign, isn't it? Exactly. It is the sign. And that's the sign. And do you know what? It's actually interesting too, because I was uh, reading about this that made sense to me too, about asking for signs. And I also, this is something that I also believe too, by the way, is that if the sign, you like, so you say you ask you know, is this supposed to be me? Show me, you know, show me a budgie and mm. the budgie flies up to your window and you get that sign. You go, Oh God, I'm so disappointed. I really wanted to do that. That to me is the sign. Then that's what you want to do. Cause you ended, that's where your energy is at. So I think it's so important. Like it's not that there's something outside of you telling you what to do. Like it's reflecting mm. your energy. So if it comes, you see that sign and you're like, Oh, phew, I feel relief. That's great. I don't need to do that. Then you, that's, that's just affirmation. It's really just allowing you to go within yourself. Hopefully my internet didn't drop out too bad. And that. Something random that Tom has always done is we flip a coin. Like even if it's like oh. a movie, we don't know what, yes. what we want to watch. And he's like, flip a coin. I used to think it was ridiculous. Oh, but every God. time when we started doing it and he did it for me and he flipped it and I'd get the result and I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. And he's like, there's your fucking answer. Yeah. Yep. I love that you do that because I flip coins too. Yeah. When I when I got with, when my husband and I first started seeing each other, it was something I did, and I do it with his kids all the time. They'd be like, yeah. "Oh, I don't know if I want to do this." I'm like, "Flip a coin. Let's flip yeah. the coin." I love it. Flip coins all the time. Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's fun, and it also just takes the pressure off. It brings a little bit of yeah. lightness into the whole situation, Agreed. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, totally love it. We totally love, it. love it. All right, we're gonna wrap it up here, but before we do, I want you to share. You know, how can people connect with you and, you know, how do you help? Like you've told us service, obviously, I mean, it's a high value of yours. It's one of your top values. So I'd love you to share with people how they can connect with you. And I'd love also for you to share with people how you help them Mm. to, you know, really live that life that is joyful and on purpose and feels just amazing to them. Sure. So, and you're right. That is one of my core values. Two of my other core values are actually accountability and legacy. Nah, and so this sort yes. of, yeah, really, you know, fits yes. into my business really well yes. because effectively what I, I'm kind of a bit of an accountability partner in lots of different ways, whether mm. that's, you know, essential oils or whether that's in our membership, the Calm Society doors do open early March. So you can head to my website, 
www.thecarmcompound.com.au and have a look about uh, have a look into the Calm Society and join the wait list because um, doors are opening. It doesn't, they don't open all the time and they'll only be open for a week. Um, but I'm also launching, and again, you know, that, that membership is really for women who are just, just feeling a bit blurry, you know, not really sure what their purpose is, feel like they are so busy and then their head hits the pillow at night and they're like, what did I actually do today? You know, mm. it's just bringing that intention, bringing that purpose into everyday life. And what we've spoken about is the day-to-day things that compound to really, really cultivate what you want to, you know, what it is that you want to cultivate into your life. So we speak about cyclical living. We have lots of guest masterclasses. We've got bits on human design, energy cleansing, home cleansing. I had a building biologist come to my home and we've got the report available to everyone. So it's, it's a little bit of everything. It's just really living your best life and living in alignment. And then uh, this weekend, I'm actually launching one-on-one coaching and group coaching in the form of a mastermind. And this is going to be more obviously one-on-one, you know, uh, small intimate. Yeah. yeah, intimate accountability. And, you know, the, in the one-on-one setting, you'll, you'll have that access to me on a day-to-day basis too, because it is, you know, the power is in the implementation. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, and, and accountability and legacy is such a huge part of, of me. I really want to create a really beautiful legacy because I feel like it's been a point of struggle uh, for my parents mm. and that focus on legacy and it perhaps not turning out the way they had envisioned for multiple different reasons. And so I personally believe that women creating legacy and women, more women doing what they love and making careers out of what they love and their passion, the, the world will just be so much better. So oh much better. Oh my God. I totally it's agree with you on that. Yep. So yep. I'm just here to just, you know, basically take all the things that I've learned on my self-development journey and my growth journey and all the things that I have been through and giving that in yeah. bite-sized pieces to work through and to sort of be an accountability partner. So love it. it. So many different ways for people to connect with you. So thank you again for coming on and chatting. Like I always get you on and I think, God, we really should just allow two hours for these conversations. <laughs> but anyway, nonetheless, we'll bring it to a close right here. And thank you for sharing so much of yourself as always and being so real, raw and honest with us because I know that's a really important part of what you offer to your community as well. So I appreciate you bringing that over here as well. So ladies, if you aren't already following Jazz, like if you do nothing else from this, just go over to Instagram and jump on to the Calm Compound over there and just make sure you hit follow check her out in her Insta stories. She's like in there all day, every day. She really is an open book. Jazz really is an open book. And I think that's one of the reasons why your community just absolutely adore you and um, just, you know, really love everything that you do. So thank you for joining us again. And I know this won't be the last time. I know you'll be back on the podcast anyway. So, and the only other thing I'll say to everyone as well, Jazz mentioned her doors to the Calm Society, which is her monthly membership are opening in uh, March. I am going to be in the Calm Society in, am I in March or am I in April? What do we decide? Anyway, get in there. March, yes. I'm in there in March. So get in there in March because I'm going to be in there talking all things abundance and money, okay? Mm -hmm. So you're definitely going to want to sign up in March. It's just, yes. all right? (laughs) It's cool. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for another episode of the Manifesting Mum podcast, and we'll see you on the very next episode.